Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. All right, Tyler, what are you talking about this week, man? Ryan, we are going to learn some fun facts about what you and I thought was our ancestral home until we learned we're actually Scottish. What? Yeah, that's right, Ryan. We're learning about Ireland. Sure. While you, the audience, learn about us. Also, I'm setting a new rule with a brand new hear ye, hear ye. What about you, Ryan? This week, we are going to be talking about Roe versus Wade, Tyler. Mm. And I'm like, why don't you just swim? And also, donkey shows, are they real? I really hope so. Let's talk about it. What if narcissistic personalities aren't a genetic makeup, Tyler? What if it's a learned behavior? What's oh, I, I think most of it is. I think, oh man, I would even guess that almost all of it is. Well, what do you mean by that? Where narcissism is something that can be taught. Can you be born where you don't have the perspective of others in any way, shape, or form? Maybe, but I think so much of it is just growing up and never being told no, never being told, hey, share, never being told any of these things. Well, I think that narcissistic personalities, borderline personality disorder, what's wrong with the world is being talked about so often nowadays. And I think with my own social experiments on narcissism, your narcissistic tendencies. I just mean myself. Mean? Sure, yeah. sure. Thought, yeah. thought, thought project. Sure. It, 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 it lends the idea to me that most people see narcissism as a weapon where I see it as a shield. People think that narcissists are people that are overly confident, and I think it's quite the opposite. Well, I think insecurity can be can be really loud in that sense, but I think people, what you're talking about, real narcissists, people who you can medically classify as a narcissist, um, I think it is a sword. I think because they don't feel insecure about themselves. I think people who are truly narcissistic truly think that they are gr the greatest thing on earth but, to people. But don't you think that that's a defense mechanism that was born in their own insecurity that they had to completely just, I, I can speak from myself where there was a time where I thought I was the most confident person in the world. Sure. And then when that, you know, when, when the, when the background fell to pieces, when there was finally a tear in the fabric around me, I saw I never felt that way. If mm -hmm. I look at my behavior, it was quite indicative of somebody who was very afraid, very quite the opposite of what I thought. For sure. But that's through your prism of you were faking it, trying to fake it. Well, you didn't actually believe those things. You just said that as a protection for yourself. Whereas I, my guess is narcissists truly believe that they are God's gift to people. It's not some false belief of like, oh God, I need this to defend myself from others. I think they walk into a room literally thinking, you're welcome. Just for my mere presence, you're welcome. And I do agree with that, and I don't want to get bogged down in this minutia. Yeah, but, and I, but, I'm guessing. But I mean, what I, I would know. say is that is a suit of armor that is built up uh, probably in your childhood that is from you dealing with feelings of inadequacy. That is with you dealing with perhaps you have a mother or a father that is too 
available that that never anyway we could get into how narcissism happens but what what i've been thinking about is well may i i just wanted to say i think the difference of the disconnect between you and i is is the person putting it up as a shield because they're not even aware of their own true feelings whereas on the other side it's this is just really their true feelings but i understand where you're coming from those behaviors are definitely adopted in a way to Show everybody, hey, look how cool sure. I am. I'm beyond reproach. Even here, though obviously. inside, I'm like, oh God, please nobody pay attention. Well, even at my most secure of moments, I didn't realize it's like somebody who's been abused. Your your brain will not let you access that realm. So yes, well, maybe it is fostered there very deep. You can't access it. So if it's not available in your daily thought process, you know, it's not really happening in your mind. So what I would say is kind of something like what I'm relating it to is almost like alcoholism, where there are people who have a predisposition to be alcoholics where their sure. family has alcoholics in it. You're more likely to uh, follow that sort. It's very hereditary alcoholism sure. or addiction. But that doesn't, doesn't mean that you are guaranteed to be an alcoholic. Definitely. Same thing with narcissism. I, if you spend your whole life as an alcoholic, you may reach a point at some at some time in your life that there is no going back. Mm -hmm. I think the same is true with narcissism. It's, it's basically a defense mechanism that's adopted over time. I would absolutely agree with that. Something, I'm, I'm very hesitant to say that you get to a certain point say where- Say everybody. Where, <laughs> I, I'm very hesitant to say where you, anybody can get to a certain point where there is never going back, but I do agree that there is no way to quantify it, but there is a certain point you get to where the idea of becoming a different person without that habit is just such a foreign concept. Um, you don't think there are people out there who think I could never change. This is just who uh, I am. I think a lot of people think that. I'm those just, people are right, Tyler. I, <laughs> I think it's time to just start telling them and focus on the ones who can be helped. What kind of show are we doing I, here? Listen, I, we need, what are we doing? Tyler, like all podcasts, we want to lop off all the listeners <laughs> that we don't want or need. This was supposed to get positive as we went. I was terrible at marketing. I, I got to tell you. This is terrible. If you're listening to this, stop. If no, you're no. narcissistic, we love you. But yes, it's important to look inward and ask why. Do I behave this way? And why are my relationships so cosmetic? And if you're narcissistic, hear my voice. It's everybody else. It's not you. You're fine. You're good. You're fine. I, I mean, how can anybody ever get a message from this shit? You're good. <laughs> uh, but the idea is, and I'm telling you genuinely by doing these experiments, on myself, because I grew up perhaps not as a narcissist, because like you're saying, I think that's some sort of a medical designation. Sure. Perhaps I'm missing one or two of the of the steps and I'm working on it. OK, well, it's like OCD. You, you have a lot of traits of somebody with OCD and I don't want to diagnose you. I don't think you're actually OCD. Tyler, I'm touching that doorknob seven times because God told me to. <laughs> no, but but the genuine idea is. I think that it's something that you can get out of. And maybe by me being able to For get sure. out of it, it means that I was never really a narcissist. But what I would say is I, I find it as something that I rely on when I'm uncomfortable, not genuinely who I am. Mm -hmm. And and so now stepping out of that can be very uncomfortable and very lucky we didn't base a whole show on it. And if we did, we wouldn't start it like this. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. y'all 
and welcome to another Those Guys You Hate There. There, Tyler Menendez on over there, and we're on over there. How are you doing today, my friend? Why? I had all that written on my show sheet. Sure, Grammatically sure. incorrect now that I look at it, Tyler. Why in the world, when you ever do your southern accent, you always throw in far more over there's than are Hold necessary. On. Hold on, let me try again. Sure. Tyler over there. No, you're right, actually. A lot of over there. Like, over there. Yeah. Tyler over right. there doing the radio show over there, and he's over, over there. Over there, over there. I'm so sorry about that. I promise it will only get worse. Welcome to another of those guys you hate. You're welcome. Tyler, what is this podcast about? Well, I thought it was about positivity and giving people a new perspective. You're so wrong, you idiot. Apparently. I'm just kidding. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things about this show. You and I getting together. Tyler, don't make me do it again. Mm. No, you and I getting together, we talk about things in our life, right? We Mm. talk very much about things that are going on with us, and hopefully we show how you can uh, use that in your own life. It's not just about talking about us. It is, here's what I've extrapolated from this and how it can help me. But primarily talking about us. Mostly about us. And yeah, hopefully we hope... Somebody out there can use us as as an example, an experience that they hear about and go, I don't want to be like that. Oh, um, probably most everything we say. Yeah, definitely. Now, here is a perfect example of that, Tyler. I have told you about one of our neighbors, dare I say neighbors, uh, who has put me in a bit of a, a strange predicament. Sure. Yes? Oh, and yeah. And coming up, I'm going to tell you what it's like to be living in Miami. Coming up, Tyler is going to make a rule for your life, and you're going to follow it whether you like to or not. Mm-hmm. But before that, I want to talk about the guy who is a few doors down from us, that upon meeting us, upon meeting my son, who is a big-time sneakerhead, mm-hmm. promised my son some sneakers. I've told you this show. I told you this story. Have I not, Tyler? Yes, we talked about it on the show. How, I don't think we have. We did. We talked about it on the show. Maybe we talked about it in real life. I'm having a hard time remembering Real, now. real life, the show. Why? Well, what's the difference? No, I did. I told you about it recently, and here's, here's what happened. And Tyler, you and I, for as bombastic as we are here on the show, and maybe these two things are tied together... We're awkward in real life, aren't we? Yes. We're awkward in real life. We're both gregarious and we both have a lot of fun, but very awkward, especially being presented with human interaction. Sometimes we think too much. We have a long wind-up time. We spin very, very fast when we finally do get going and we burn out all our energy quickly. We're like a Beyblade. Exactly. Do you know what a Beyblade is? Of course oh, I do. Man, I was... You spin them around in that little circle and they just bounce off of each other. You know, some of the best toys that have ever been invented, they can't be upgraded. It's just what's great is great. Two spinning tops banging into each other like mom and dad used to do until one of them falls down. Am I right? What? So Was that a physical abuse joke or <laughs> catching mom and dad have sex joke? Which one would be more palatable to you? Physical abuse. The other one. Yeah. So this guy, upon meeting my son, he sees his Jordans, as the kids call them, Jays, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jays. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I have something in my throat. Right <clears throat> in to the show, podcast at thoseguysyouhate.com, because I am 99.9% sure you have told this story on the show, but continue. Nonetheless. <laughs> so he promised me, or he promised RJ, it was his birthday, hey, I have some shoes for you. I am also a sneakerhead. I'm an older man. He didn't say that, but we we were thinking it. Rookie move. Rookie move. Rookie you got, move you from got a, a sneakerhead. You got to under-promise and over-deliver. You're, you surprise somebody with the shoes. You don't look them in the eye and promise it to them. Now, this was months and months ago, and he says to me, I'm going to come by the house later, and I'm going to bring you shoes. Now, my son, who is very much uh, 
consumer. Material possessions very kind of guy. Ex- he's a material girl and he's living in a material world. And he, and he was excited about it. Sure. He well, was excited about getting new shoes. Who knew what kind of shoes this guy would bring by? Pro- maybe shoes that uh, they don't even make anymore. If this guy's been collecting shoes since he was my son's age, right? Definitely. I think that there is, even if somebody says to you, oh man, I'm going to come by and drop off a gift later. There's a certain excitement in that. But when somebody says, I'm going to drop off this thing that you are addicted to right now. Hey man, bring me my cocaine. No, you're exactly. I just picked something that was addicting. (laughs) And bring (laughs) shoes, by the way. This guy says, I'm going to bring my shoes. The night comes up, the night goes by, doesn't bring the shoes. Now, genuinely speaking, no big deal. Like it's literally no skin off my back. Would I like for my son to get new shoes to make him excited? Sure. I love seeing my, my son happy, but no big deal. Plus you promised him that gift as the only gift he was going to get for his birthday. And that dude sold you out. Yeah. Hey, hey, stranger, you really blew my son's birthday this year, man. (laughs) Hey stranger, I'm looking for you. So I wasn't upset about it and not a big deal. So I'll go ahead and wrap this story up just to the effect of over the next six months, I have run into this guy. I know his name. He was very friendly. His name is Julian. He lives three doors down from us. If you want to stop by and say hi, when I bring the shoes, when I see him, it's all good. No big deal. No harm. No foul. You you offered me something that I didn't have before. It didn't work out for whatever the reason. Not upset about it. Mm -hmm. Three separate times since then he has brought it up. Hey, tonight, I, I, I've totally forgot. I'm so sorry. I'm going to bring you the shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last time that it happened, maybe about two or three weeks ago, he literally checked my plans to make sure I was home that night. Sure. Did you get the shoes? Never brought the shoes. What? Now here is my issue, Tyler. Uh-huh. Here is my issue. Which one? I don't want the shoes anymore. Mm-hmm. It's literally just making it awkward for me to leave my house. It's so frustrating to me. You're the one bringing up the shoes because you obviously feel very a, a very certain way about it. I don't know why you keep doing this, Julian. It's a it, more, more like Julian, am I right? Kind of. It's an I'm uncomfortable not. feeling. It really is. In that, bro, every time you bring it up, it builds up this pressure more and more. This is turning into Chernobyl. Knock it off with the fucking shoes. It's such a sense of dread now. Yeah. And here's the thing. I would have to sneak out of our house every single time. That's exactly right. Like I'm James Bond. Tyler, I have built a tunnel (laughs) to the parking spot. I have dug a hole up. I have cut a (laughs) hole in the bottom of my car. It's not even a van. It doesn't even work now, you piece of shit. What's a transmission? I don't know. I got to push it like I'm Fred Flintstone. This is bullshit. I should have cut a wider circle. You're right. So now here is my point. I have made all these judgments about this guy. Okay. This guy's a fucking weirdo. He's got a, what, why do you keep doing this? That's a weird thing to do. You are a, a, just like a, a terrorist of the local neighborhood. This is my fortress and you are murkying the water, Julian. Be respectful and pretend like the conversation never happened. Th- sometimes Jeez. in society we have to, you know, men in black flashy thing ourselves. And that's just the way that it goes. I'm willing to let the shoe thing ride out and never speak of it again. Well, I don't mind the tiny bits of simmering frustration and discomfort under our relationship. Sure. As long as it's a nice thin sheet, but every time you even layer, even every time you keep bringing up these shoes, sands the shoes, it's now become this thin layer. Now you're just taking a crowbar to it and you're just taking a get in there. Well, whenever we look each other in the eyes, there's this general feeling of just like, Hey man, how are you? So here's my point. I've judged him. I've been, Frustrated, not by not getting the shoes, yeah. but the uncomfortability that is now in my neighborhood. Sure. And here is where I come full circle. Mm-hmm. There's a guy at my job who I love. 
Owen. Spoken about him many times on the show. Much younger than me, but we've hit it off. We're like older brother, younger brother, love the kid. Boyfriends. Boyfriend, we're mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah. And uh, I have, on many different occasions, made plans with him to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Many different occasions. If he asked me, I say yes, because I like being with him. I like... Well, I don't really like going to the gym with people, if I'm being honest. Definitely. It, it would it would further our relationship. I enjoy it very much. Tell him every time, yes. He's And he's asked you a bunch of times, you say. Almost every time that I see him. So I've I, gone one time. I was just about to say from the outside looking in, I believe you've only gone a single time. I've gone and a single time. And it was time. pretty recent, too. I really enjoyed it, and we had a lot of fun. The thing is, number one, it's very far away. And number two, I've got my own gym thing going on. I don't mm. like to interrupt it. As I said, I am compulsive. Sure. I'm doing exactly the same thing. This is not just to make fun of Shulian. This is also to point out that it's so easy to see in other people. What is your fucking problem? And I'm doing it literally exactly the same thing. No, you're not. No, but, you're not. But, but just, because Owen asks you if you want to go to the gym and you want to make him happy. This guy came out of nowhere. He came off the left turnbuckle. Tyler, You've been hiding under the ring the entire time. Now I've got a concussion. Tyler, there's something seriously wrong with Shulian. Oh, for sure. But, but this oh, is, he doesn't have any shoes. But That's this the is, problem. He's got too many. The way I, At least one pair too many. No, but, but my point is, it's the underlying point of this whole thing is like using my life to as to some degree a metaphor, it's so easy to get upset with people. And I'm not truly upset with them. I just don't want to feel uncomfortable at my own house. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've and i doubled down and I will just continue to act like it is not happening. And if he brings it up, I'll go, okay, won't see you tonight, buddy, because I am doing the same thing. And I think for almost everybody who's out there, there is some way that you could apply this to your life. You're mad at somebody right now who, well, I would say most people that you're mad at are showing signs of behavior that you don't like in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Owen, oh, stop fucking asking me, bro. I'm not going. Sure, you could just say no. I will tell you this. I would like to say no to things that I don't intend to do mm-hmm. because I want to make you happy. Yeah. And I will say yes with no intention of doing it. I think Which that's makes a, them even more sad in the end. Yeah, fuck them, bro. I won't okay. have to look them in the face when they figure out that I'm not really their friend. Can I? And the thing is, whenever somebody tells me their that problem, hurt. That hurt. you don't say. <laughs> I just really wanted to move past it. I don't want to deal with this. I don't like who I've become. I, uh, I really, whenever somebody tells me their problem, if I can think of it, I really want to solve their problem for them. Can I solve your problem for you? Better involve a pair of shoes. Tyler. I've got an answer for you. Go ahead. All you do is you just get a pair of shoes. It doesn't even have to be new as long as you have the box for them. And then you gaslight the shit out of them. Have the shoes waiting for you in your car. When you see them next time, you run out to your car, you pick the box out and you go, hey, Julian, thank you so much for the shoes. Wow, I And then like you this. just take off. I can't believe you bought these $2,000 shoes. Leave them in the trail of nothing but questions and unanswered reality. Fuck it, bro. Let's, let's, let's step it up a notch. What if I knocked on his door and I'm like, I got those shoes for you. Okay, then I feel like the cops would wind up showing up after. We're supposed to confuse him, not try to get him to move. That's a bit extreme. Well, I think that would be a a, a gaslighting, kind of a weird local hello. Oh, I think that he would glean from that. Oh, my God, I couldn't get him any shoes, so now he wants me to bang him. He would be reading that situation right. (laughs) Now, don't step on my segue again, Tyler, okay? Now, if I knocked on his door, Uh trying to bang him, Uh and I gave him a pair of shoes, that would be a local hello. Yeah, but then you'd just be buying sex with shoes. Wow, you're just not going to be able to do this. No, am I ruining it? Yeah. Go ahead, try again. Just actually listen to me this time, okay? Try again. For me to knock on his door with a pair of shoes, that would be a local hello. 
What I need here is an international hello, Tyler. Mm. I need an international hello, which is a segment we do on the show where we say hello to a brand new listener from a brand new country. And Tyler tells us all about that country poorly, might I add, because he doesn't understand segues. And it goes a little something like this. That was a good lead in. Thank you. You jerk. If only I'd seen it coming. <laughs> Sean Peacock Yes, Ryan. Is this flogging Molly? The Irish National Anthem, Ryan. Tyler, if you played this song for me and you said, what is this? I bet you I could have guessed it. Like, that is the most Irish shit I've ever heard. I dig it. Absolutely. And actually, the first version I looked up was the English version. Oh, to the people of Ireland, I am so sorry what the English have done to you because it was boring and it was terrible and I was saddened that I was going to have to play it. And then I played it. This version. Let's the, do it right. The original version. I see. Hell yes. Now, Ryan. This is before Skrillex covered it. Before I give you three interesting facts about Ireland, we must say, Gia Hoish. Nailed it. Say it with me. Gia Hoish. Which literally translates to God be with you in Irish. Don't push your religion on me, Ireland. Lots of Catholics in Ireland, Ryan. Really? Yeah, about 88% of them. Or we could say, and this is... You said Catholics? Yeah, lots of Catholics yeah, in Ireland. that makes sense. Or we can say, and this is a dirty, dirty trick you played on the rest, rest of us English speakers. We could also say, how are you? How are you? How are you? Hey, how are you? And for those with even decent ears, we'll notice that sounds incredibly similar to how are you? Sure. Except you will get looked at sideways if you start listing things in your day. It does not mean how are you, it's just saying hello. Okay. So it's like if somebody said hello to you and you go, you know, ah oh man, my day's been so rough. You would be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's bro? very similar down here in Miami where they're like, how are you? If you tell somebody how you actually are, they're like, dude, just say good. Sure, but why is your word sounding exactly like how are you here? Everybody wants to be a black American man. <laughs> I thought it was black American woman. Sure. Well, let's go into it. Well, let's get into it because this first one is a wee bit uncomfortable, Ryan. Um, so let's get it out of the way. Now, what this is, this is facts about Ireland. Three right? quick facts about Ireland. Okay, hit me. Well, number one, kick-ass anthem. Okay, four interesting facts about Ireland. Number one, kick-ass anthem. Very well said. Sure. St. Patrick, you heard of him? Sure. He is the patron saint of Ireland. Was an Irish, Ryan. What? He was born in Wales. Wait a minute. This is like a Queen of England situation? Exactly. That's incredible. That MFR was born in Wales, was captured by the Irish, and sold into slavery. Okay. He came back later in life as a missionary and helped spread Christianity in Ireland. Did he wear the green hat with the yellow band I don't and the four-leaf so. clover and protect that giant pot of marshmallows? The marshmallows, I think, is accurate. That the rest was added on just for flair. Historical accuracy. Now, next fact. I just learned this today. The Titanic's last stop was in Ireland before it sank. Not really? To, not to point any fingers, but I say this to the whole of Ireland. Where were you the night of April 14th, 1912? Mm. So, wait a minute. It sailed from Ireland north, obviously. There are icebergs close to Ireland? Yeah, it's very far north. 
And we're in the, we're in the, this was 1912. This was over a hundred years ago. So I believe there was a lot more icebergs back then too. A little bit warmer nowadays, huh? And, and wait a minute, Ireland, and forgive me, just geographically speaking, is next to... England, and it's in that it's Spain, in that little, that little area right yeah, there. Yeah, sure, okay. And finally, Ryan, the word boycott originated in Ireland in 1880 after the, boycott. the okay. town of Ballinrobe started a campaign of isolation. Think of how terrible this would be. It's 1880. Life is hard enough as it is. And what they did was a campaign of isolation where the land agent who worked for the third Lord Ernie. Ooh, so fancy. That's a weird, that's a weird title. Ernie isn't great. If you have third Lord. (laughs) And he was a land agent. I don't know what that is, but my assumption is it's a tax collector of sorts. Uh, People didn't like him. So tax collector is not that popular. Everybody agreed. We ignore him completely. We don't sell to him. We don't barter with him. We ignore him. This is 1880, man. Is this a town of seven-year-olds? They even- I'm sorry, do you hear something? They even went so far as to threaten the paper boy, or the the mail carrier, so he wouldn't get his mail delivered. And uh, the, the man's name, Charles Cunningham Boycott. It was actually named after a person. Oh, wow. So in other words, they boycotted boycott. Correct. And they acted, man, that's got to drive you freaking crazy, right? That's I'm sure gotta, he didn't survive it. Am, am I real? <laughs> am I real? Please answer me. I'm going to pull this guy's pants down if you act like I ain't here. So uh, when you start doing invisible man shit, <laughs> see how far you could go? Honk, honk. <laughs> I am your mother. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they originated boycott. Uh, That's I, an interesting story. Ireland, welcome to the Menendez family. Please don't boycott us. What Please. Up? Because we really need attention. We'll handle that worse than most. Well, that's it. Back in the day, how you could just walk away from your family and disappear. You could just ignore a single member of a town and pretend like he didn't exist. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You know what? Maybe we could amass the power of social media because this feels like it would be a really good TikTok. That's how life was in Ireland. This is how life is in Miami. Now... Perhaps Miami is a little bit like Ireland in in terms of people here won't say hello to you either. But uh, I have something that I find to be genuinely interesting. Very often I do these things and I'm like, I don't really care about this. But this is not one of those times, Tyler. And and actually, Ireland is the opposite. Everybody will turn and wave to you. Yeah, salon yourself, bitch. Uh, But here's the thing. What? I have this experience that I think is very specific to Miami and I don't understand what it is. I can't, I genuinely can't explain it. This is not show material. This is something I experience every day. Well, it's technically show material. Not show material. If you're listening to this, shut this (laughs) off. Shut it off! Yes, this is private. (laughs) This is just between me and my brother. So I go to a a gym, to an LA fitness down here in Miami. Mm -hmm. Now- How heavy are the weights? The ones that I hold? Yeah. Quite. Yeah, sure. Now, next to us is a little- Grocery store next to the uh, next to the gym is a little grocery store, a little freestanding grocery store. Now, because of parking, it has a little ramp where you could drive up, and the, the parking lot is on the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. behind it is a little one floor parking garage. Now there are all these little offices in there, and and whatever. I've been going there for two years. They have just brought in a little office building in like a shipping crate. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. 
where they bring in just a little freestanding thing and they put it in that parking lot, which is weird to me because there's office spaces still available in that shopping center, but now they have a shipping crate that is now an office space that is somebody is working out of. Can you, do you have any thoughts on that so far? Yeah, my school had portables. I know exactly what you're talking about. Jerry has been relegated outside, which is actually inside a metal crate, and he is suffocating his ass sure, in there. Sure, when the when the sun reaches full peak, it's got to be like 150 degrees in there. We also call it the hot box or the I sweat like, box if you, you prefer. know what you did, Jerry. Mm -hmm. So here is the thing: they are running some sort of a business out of there that requires an armed guard at all times oh. and armored trucks are stopping by there all the time because I'm just in and out of my car. So I'm not just hanging out there. I see armored trucks there all the time. Have you ever driven up and waited in line? Welcome to Miami, bro. What is going on inside of that shipping crate? Why wouldn't they just get an office space? Uh, drywall versus metal, right? Something very strange is going on inside of that shipping crate. This is Miami. There's strange stuff happening. Everywhere. All I want is to be part of it. Just cut me in a little bit. I, I wield a very powerful platform here. I, If it's human trafficking, I'm cool. I don't give a shit. Just let me in on it. The man. armored trucks are a little strange. That's a strange touch. And, 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 the, and the armed guard yeah. who is protecting a shipping grave? Sure. What is going on? Banks are struggling, man. You got to give your money to the banks. They're, they're, they're really falling on hard times. The banks are struggling. Form your own. What are the billionaires going to do, Ryan? I'm just telling you, I wonder if people in Wyoming listen to that and they're like, that's strange. Welcome to Miami. Oh, please. People in Wyoming are dealing with serial killers and pee-pee touchers. What do you mean? I'm just saying. A lot of perverts out there, Ryan. <laughs> do you know something I don't? Or are you just talking about people in general? Or maybe I'm thinking of Wisconsin. It was one of those bunch of weirdos. I'm not sure what you're doing, Tyler. You get to attack states all the time. I wanted a little taste. I a little tasty taste. And when I decide to attack two-fiftieths of our nation, I expect your complete undivided support, Ryan. You tell me what you need, and I will be there for you, Tyler. I need for you to get in again, Tyler. We're taking the canoe. We're going Roe vs. Wade. Where do we go? Where, where, where did Roe vs. Wade happen? Well, it was the Supreme Court. But it's Somebody fixed. needs to do some research. We're just on this going show, to Tyler. America. You can land anywhere you want. Okay, we've talked about this already. Uh, well, then fuck it. Let's just get out. Sure. All right. Wow, that uh, yeah. Let's still just, in my backyard. Let's just stay home and talk about yeah. this. Yeah. We don't really need to go anywhere. What happened, Tyler? Roe vs. Wade, which is the monumental, you know, the landmark case back in the 70s. It said that women get to decide whether or not they have abortions, right? It's just abortions? No, nope, it actually has nothing to do with abortions. What? Yeah, it's Roe vs. Wade never said anything about abortions. It was, and this would be better for a week in review for next week. Okay. Because I would very much like to hone my information on here. Sure. But it was... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, probably the most liberal justice on- More like race Bader Ginsburg, am I right? Sure. Uh, she uh, she was on the bench in back even in the 90s, because Roe versus Wade is from the 70s, spoke on how shaky it was because it was the way she described it, an inference of an inference of an inference. It was basically saying, because we state that women are free, that means they get to do blank, which in turn means blank. So it was basically a step on a step on a step. And what really should have happened is that abortion itself should have been codified into law. Right, into, well, in your opinion. Yes, what I'm saying is the uh, people who are arguing for it 
are stating, hey, this should be law that people get to choose for themselves. Right. Roe versus Wade was just, and again, we're going to do a week in review, an inference of an inference. It was very shaky to begin with, but all it means now is that now that it has been taken away, each state gets to decide for their constituents for themselves. Now, my question is, the people who are against it, the reason why I know that it's it's built upon this this platform of religion, it's built upon this uh, the feti, Ryan. You got to watch out for the feti. The, the feti, sure. The fetuses. Stem cells, baby. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, sure. wh- why are they so against it? Why? Because they believe that human life is precious and that people shouldn't have that ability. I think there are people out there who genuinely believe that, and I certainly don't want to diminish their viewpoint sure. of hey, this is a life. I respect that. Uh, just seemingly, that there's a lot of people out there that just use it because there are zero uh, consequences, zero sacrifices that come with it. Because if you really were pro-life, why don't you do anything after these fetuses are born? Why don't you give to, think of the thousands, literally thousands of hungry children that go to sleep every night with nothing in their stomach and we're yelling about you know bundles of cells. Well, and it's there, strange. And, and there is this cross section, and man, this is our our politics, quote unquote. I hate using our biases are making its way into the show as as it will do. Uh, I, I, there's a huge cross section of those people, and you tell me if I'm wrong because I'm not very informed on much of anything. Where they have those feelings, much like you said about abortion, and they're also so heavily invested in the NRA and all of these things. Where, and I'm not against people having guns, just people having guns irresponsibly, mm-hmm. and all these things that end up causing all sorts of deaths. Uh, don't those two things really run up against each other? Are people who feel this way about abortions also feel this way about the death penalty? Is that the same group of people? I, I just. I don't understand why it applies to just this one specific thing and not the other. And I'm a spiritual guy, dare I say a religious guy. I just think that people, even if they're not religious, they should have their, they should make their own decisions about their womb. Definitely. Uh, uh, there is uh, something, Raider. something, something to be said about, uh, about that double standard. But like I said, I don't think that, the loudest, I will point out the loudest because the loudest of us are the most insecure, generally speaking. A vocal minority. Vocal minority. And I think- Which those, is also one of my rap names. Those are, that's pretty good. Thank you. Those are um, those are people who want <clears throat> something to shout about. Those are something that need to get their energy out some way. And so it always reflects how we feel about ourselves. Whenever you see these people screaming about how much they hate the gays, you hate yourself, plus you love the cock, bro. Mm. That's the way that works. So are you trying to tell me that I hate the gays, Tyler? Yes, you do. All right, let's get it. Uh, and, and I don't want to pull this. Everybody has their own opinion on it. And, and the point of this show isn't to try to talk you into Tyler and my opinion. It just, uh, man, that comes later. This is very much like I said about the guy with the shoes and my buddy at work. It's so easy to look at other people and say, you've got this wrong. You're so ins- you, you, you're not seeing things right, but not be able to see it for ourselves. I'm doing it right now, Ryan. Okay. Well, let's you're go. Wrong. Let's go do it together on the break. And when we come back, we'll just continue to shout at clouds. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! 
So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So, what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. What if you're drinking during your responsibilities just to jazz them up a little bit, make them a little bit more fun? Tyler. Because that is the drinking equivalent of just the tip. And as we know, Ryan, it is never just the tip. Oh, you're public, yes. <laughs> you hate. So here's the deal. And please don't do just a tip when we're talking about babysitting, okay? I've seen the internet. It is replete with those kind of I, I was going to say, that's how we're going to bring people in, baby. We're do, we're, we'll babysit your hopefully 18-year-old <laughs> daughter or son. <laughs> those guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, Tyler. Yes? What's up, dude? Anything different since uh, before the break? 30 seconds ago? No. All right, no. Tyler. I think that you have a segment that is on board that you have done a couple times. I've enjoyed it, and it is Tyler's top five. Stick it in me, bro. We got to work on your segues. How so? Ryan, let's just jump right into it. Ryan, Tyler's top five shows that ran out of ideas. Let's go right in to number five. Please don't make this one of them. That actually would have been really funny. I wish I would have thought about that. Five. Number five is Deadliest Warrior, Ryan. Do you remember this show? They would take two warriors from different eras, different cultures, and they would figure out which would win in a fight. Was that on like Spike TV? Yes, it was. Oh my God. What happened to Spike TV? I didn't. Managed so well. Oxygen. Well, I think it became like guy TV, and then who knew that wouldn't work. I out. love when when things are marketed directly to guys. It's, it's so a, stupid. It's always so insulting. <laughs> uh, yes, where you would pick like a ninja and like a you know Trojan warrior, a member was from the NRA. Yeah. Or, or wait, from the Irish Republican Army or mm-hmm, something like that, mm-hmm. and they would fight each other. Uh, underwater? Do I have that right? <laughs> no, it was I just made that up. a simulation and they would run it and then they would have actors act it out. I gotta tell so you, win. I enjoyed it. It was great. I really liked it. It was great. The only problem is, is the premise was, you know, there's only a certain amount of warriors. So many warriors yeah, you could sure. choose from. Sure. It got to a point where it was like, hey, who would win in a fight? This indigenous warrior or this astronaut that ha- who hasn't been on Earth in five years? And it's like, what are we doing? Wait, who won that one? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I understand your point, but who won that the one? The astronaut. He had, he had the space laser. Oh, the spacer. <laughs> Ryan, number four. Ryan, number four is 
Heroes. Do you remember this show? The show Heroes. No, I don't. It was back in 2006. It was an incredibly popular show. Was it like NBC or something yes, like that? Yes, it was. It was on like a main, a main channel? It was, unfortunately, collateral damage of the writer's strike. The famous oh, writer's strike that. back in the day. Uh, in terms of the new people they brought in, uh, let me put it to you this way. At least the replacements actually knew how to play football. Love the replacements. Is that on this list? Because that's good. It was just a movie. No, hmm. it did. Fuck. Number three, Riot Dexter. Another show that got caught up in said strike. I mean, a lumberjack? Really, guys? Are you fucking kidding me? I uh, I like that show. and But it's it's like a lot of these things that they are so... It's these this equation to just get you to next week, much like Walking Dead, where it's just like, I watched the first season and I'm like, I know what's happening here. You're just bringing people on so you can kill them. Well, Dexter, it's unfair because they had just gotten to the last season, decided to end it, and then the writer strike happened again. So the people who wrote out the end of the show, it's like they had never actually seen the show. It was very unfortunate. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. And number two, Ryan. Two. The 700 Club. Since 1972, the ghost of Pat Robertson has been up there preaching his hatred for gay people. Get some new material already, dude. Wig your head in. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Am I right? That dude is totally gay, right? I Definitely gay. Pat Robertson. Now, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to do any sort of poor reporting here. Go ahead. Definitely sucked a dick or two. Oh, easily. Pat Robertson's own a cockatoo. But I'll save us some time and legal fees, allegedly. I said cockatoo. (laughs) Could be a bird. It's not. Who can take this seriously? Come on. I can't. And number one, I know you will respect this greatly, Ryan. One. Mythbusters. From 2003 to 2016, 13 years. That's a lot of myths. The team at Mythbusters inspired a whole generation of people, showing them that science was awesome. Alas, there are only so many secrets we are capable of solving today. And just critical thinking. I I really enjoyed that show. Yes. And and thank you to Mythbusters. You guys were awesome. Especially the dead one. God damn, dude. That is Tyler's top five with a twinge of darkness, Ryan. We're all going to die, Tyler. Yeah, we Something are. Something worth accepting. Salud. Uh, great job, Tyler. That is very, very good. You reviewed all of the shows that ran out of gas. Can I think of any? I mean, I feel like all of them, like the way that they make some of these sitcoms and there's, you know. Well, How I Met Your Mother was definitely one of them. 300 episodes or whatever. It's very tough to come up with that many episodes of something and make them all interesting. For sure. That's why Breaking Bad uh, and Seinfeld did it right where they just went out on top. They were the number one show and decided to end it. Well, I, I think that's, you know, they say on Levitard all the time, Hank Aaron stumbling out of the batter's box. There is uh, one of my favorite shows, Avatar The Last Airbender. There's a rise and a fall to it. It, sure. is, it is a book. It, there is an ending in sight. It's not like I said, and I always go to The Walking Dead where it's just, how do I get you back next week? Well, it's a great example. It just becomes just so formulaic that I'm not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just feed them Carl and let's move on. For sure. 700 Club, something. find something else to hate. 701 Club. Tyler, you reviewed that just fine, but what about our week? <laughs> We may disagree on this one, Tyler, but last week I said that donkey shows where a woman traditionally had sex with a donkey in a small Mexican village was real. 
What did I find out? Wait, that doesn't work that way. Did I find out something? I hope so. Hell yeah. I did, Tyler. And here's what it is. Not true. Ah. It's not true. It was made up by the white man to, you know, kind of slur Mexican, well, not even Mexican Americans, Mexican Mexicans. And uh, it's not totally true from what I read in this article. It sounds like you're trying to slur them by putting Mexicans twice. Mexican, (laughs) I like really Mexican. You know what I'm talking about? But they, uh, it it was the first time that it was referenced was in American culture Mm. about those Mexicans. So what you're saying is we are the imaginative ones. We are the creators of the things that ought not be created. We are stretching that story to the to the limits, Tyler. We are the dreamwalkers, Ryan. We are the donkey and your ears are the hole. Ryan. La- Sorry about that. Yeah, that worked, actually. To be honest with you, I don't like it, but it worked. You're welcome. Ryan, last week I mentioned the Olympic athlete who lost her toes to an escalator and could never compete again. Did I seemingly bring that story with me into adulthood? Hell yeah. Wait, that's true? No, no such story exists. Oh. I just brought a childhood story into adulthood. Okay, so it's, it's a myth. It's the people have I looked it up. People have died on escalators, but it's the same way you die on bleeping stairs. You fall. Backwards. Nobody, but you're there forever. It's a perpetual motion. That's machine. not how physics works. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's a bummer. I gotta be honest. Uh, but no, there I, I couldn't find any stories of, of escalators. Taking out your toes. That's you not you didn't find anybody being pulled through like a paper shredder. <laughs> no, no. That's no, weirdly disappointing. No empty tube of toothpaste ah, I found along the way. His brain popped out. <laughs> it was amazing before it became disgusting. Tyler, last week I said the Fertile Crescent, a.k.a. Mesopotamia, a.k.a. the Cradle of Life, is where all people originate from. Was I right? I would say no. No, sir, I don't like it. I was not, Tyler, because while I said it was the cradle of life, it is not. It is the cradle of civilization. Ah. I mean, depending upon how much you, you know, count on these people's bookkeeping skills, it is where civilization became. And it's called the Fertile Crescent, I believe, and you know my geography is skewed very often, it's in that Middle Eastern area where all of the the water and the tributaries are all very fertile. It's very easy to grow things there because Mm -hmm. of all of the minerals brought in by the water. Yeah, I believe the cradle of life is in Kenya, which is where it's thought that life on earth actually started. Is that true? Uh, off the top of my head, I believe that to be the We truth. can review because mm-hmm. that is kind of the answer that I was originally trying to get after. Yeah, that's I, Africa. So I'm black. Yeah, yeah, we all are. Really? Yeah. My yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Mine's only from the waist up, though. Is that a problem? <laughs> Ryan- you do have very dark nipples. I have noticed that. <laughs> Ryan, last week you asked, why is Siberia seen as the end of the sidewalk in terms of destination on Black Earth? Black from the waist up. You still don't, doing you, you that. Don't, you don't hear that very You're often. You're still doing that. Yeah. Uh, does Siberia get an unfair rap? No, sir. I don't like it. And, and why not? It Ryan? gets just the right amount. First, you were right, Ryan. Tundra? Last Last week, when I said Siberia might be the coldest place on Earth, you had mentioned, of course, Antarctica. Antarctica sure. Yes, that is the coldest place on Earth with the, with a temperature of negative 94 degrees Celsius. That seems pretty cold. Siberia yeah. still goes down to the its coldest, negative 68 degrees Celsius. And people live there? Live there. Have they heard... Of the beach. Like, <laughs> no. I got to tell you, and this is just my own privilege. When I hear that somebody lives in negative 68 degrees, my thought is, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? They probably don't know any better. Igloos. 
No, I, I mean, it's just... Probably. I, I respect it, and it's something that probably gives you a character that I will never know. It's just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. A very stoic character. I can't imagine living in those conditions and there being a lot of laughs and warmth around. As a people. All right, Tyler. Now, before I get into my very last one, I happen to stumble into a Google game. I don't have the music queued up, so we will put that in in editing. But this is a very specific Google game, and I will explain to you why. Okay. Well, I'll explain it right now because I have the answers to everything in the Google game because it was interesting. What a Google game is, is where when you type into Google a question that you want to ask, the predictive text comes up with the most popular answers. We've been playing it in our family for a long time. It goes a little something like this. Google gang, 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 Google gang. Tyler, I typed into Google, did the guy who invented. Now, I have three answers here of things that came up that I thought were interesting. Did the guy who invented, you have any idea? Of course, what I was going for was we had talked about did the guy who invented segues die on a Segway. But before I get to that, did the guy who invented... Did the guy who invented the light bulb an asshole? <laughs> Why are you doing that to Edison? I hear he is an asshole. 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 Okay, what else you got? I know these are hard. Did the inventor of the dildo <laughs> know what he was inventing? His name is Robert Dildo and you will address him as such. And did the inventor of the world really create light in seven days. No way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say. I no just want you to feel good. No, nah, there's no way. It's a lie. All right. I can I'm, see it in your eyes. I'm going to give you the three, and then I'm going to give you the answers. Did the guy who invents speakers kill himself? Whoa, dark. Did the guy who invent the Frisbee become a Frisbee? What? And did the inventor of Vicks eat it? Okay. All right. Are you ready? Uh, I, somebody should warn him. It's not for ingestion. Wow. He's the inventor. He'll tell you what it's for. Did the it's guy fair. who invented speakers kill himself? He did. Oh, he hung he did. himself. Oh. Did the guy who invented the Frisbee become a Frisbee? He did. His family cremated him and turned him into the very toy Morrison invented in 1955. And oh, that's adorable. did the inventor of Vicks eat it? I have no idea. Too much reading. Tyler, last week we talked about the inventor Seems of, like a simple of yes or no. Segway died while on a Segway. Were we right? Yes. No, sir, I don't like it. We weren't, Tyler. The inventor of the Segway, his name is Dean Cayman, is not dead. Really? It is not dead. Is it, he hanging out in the Cayman Islands? Here, No, the guy who's hanging is the, the guy who invented the speakers, Tyler. Cayman, Cayman Islands, um, never mind. The guy, and, and here's what's great about this, this story, is everybody says that. The guy who invented the Segway died on a Segway. You've heard that, right? Mm -hmm. Guy it's who invented the Frisbee died by a Frisbee. Not true. Oh. You're a bad listener. Allegedly. And we're really going to need to work on that. The accident involved Jim Heddleson, the owner of the parent company that bought the Segway. He bought the company in December 2009 and did die on a cliff on a Segway, oh. not the inventor. So a guy who bought the rights to the Segway died, not the inventor himself. Hope you learned your lesson. And that's the end for me. Tell her what else you got. Uh, Ryan. Yo. Last week, we wondered out loud if Islam had different sex the way Christianity did. Sex, S-E-C-T-S. -E oh. Wait, Just, this is a oh, different thing. Well, uh, It was a sex joke. <laughs> did, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> did, I not, did I not only look it up, 
but learn something interesting. Hell yeah. Yes and yes. Hmm. Yes, Ryan. Like pretty much every single religion out there, there are different sects. It makes sense. However, interesting fact about Islam specifically, there are two main sects, the Sunnis and the Shias, the first and second largest denominations, respectfully. They were actually one denomination until 632 AD when Muhammad died. That Muhammad, really big over there in Islam. Go to YouTube.com. We have a picture of him up right now. <laughs> You're going to get us burned to the What's ground. What's the problem? And he left no male heir and no will. You can't be in that important of a position. Muhammad? And, and not, yes, and yeah, not I, leave anything. I said the whole time, he needs an assistant. It's just, he's, <laughs> he's juggling too much. And he just micromanages sure. it. It's crazy. I, I know, just surround yourself with people you trust and let them do their thing. I mean, he left no, no clear instructions of what to do after he died. How are you in that position and not leave an effing note to somebody? It's just to show people how important you truly are. Oh, you think you could do this yourself? Bye. <laughs> Bye. So in, in 632 AD. <laughs> if I understand Islam history correctly. Muhammad died. Yeah. And the two groups differed on what to do afterwards. And they split up. Still to this day, the two main sects of the religion. I mean, that happens in religions all the time. You, you kneel when you pray. At this time, we don't. Okay, we have separate churches. When I pray. And I think that just shows our uh, our hole in our you know, understanding other cultures, because of course it would stand to reason that they're not, it's like, Hey, this, it's the second biggest religion in the world. Is it not? Islam is the biggest religion in the world. It, more than Christianity. Or, or excuse me, maybe Muslims are the most greatest people in the world. The most. Well, we definitely need to put a stop to that. I mean, that seems a little worrisome, doesn't it? <laughs> we can reveal. Okay. Not to, not to the thing you said. Let's not talk about this on the show, but we're going to need to do something about that. No, but of course, something with that large of constituency, of course, there would be diverging opinions and different levels in, in the people that are closer to God. You get enough people together of any denomination, of any culture, of anywhere, and there's going to be some fucking kooks in that group. There will be no separation in the Haitian army. Everybody will be under me. Look under your chair. There's a kook for you there all. There you go. And uh, uh, that's it for my week in review, Ryan. So if I summarize that whole thing right, we were wrong about everything. You could summarize every week in review that way. Right? Welcome to the show, baby. <laughs> and speaking of welcome to the show, this is where the show comes to a close. But before we do that, we have promised you that Tyler is going to revolutionize a rule in your life with a segment called Hear Ye, Hear Ye. Hear ye, hear ye. That sounds like it hurts, Tyler. I really love this show, Ryan. I want to do what I can for it. Worth it. Hear ye, hear ye, ladies and gentlemen, peons galore. No more ever shall you complain about somebody yawning. I decree it. Oh, I, wait, let me see if I understand this correctly. Like if you're out with somebody and they're like, oh, you're yawning, you're not having a good time or what's going on with you? Is that yes, what you mean? Yes, or we're talking. A lot and of pressure, I, a lot and, of pressure. And I put a yawn and I stifle a yawn, put my hand, as long as you're putting your hand over your mouth, it is just like a cough or a sneeze. Would you complain about somebody doing either of those? No, you don't know what their household is like. Maybe they got a sick relative at home. Maybe they have insomnia. Stop pointing out people's yawns. Okay, and I think that's just an insecurity in the pointer instead of the pointee. How do you where they're like, oh well, am I not? Uh, am I not interesting enough yes, for you? Like, yes, what's exactly. the problem there, dick? Yeah. Oh, am I not keeping your attention? No, fuckface. I was out last night doing cocaine off of a stripper's ass, and now I'm tired. It has nothing to do with you. 
you, my world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around said cocaine <laughs> and strippers' ass. It revolves around that ass. All right, well, Tyler, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. Go Thank ahead you. and make it official. Hear ye, hear ye. No more complaining about people yawning in front of you. Okay, I dig that, and it made me think of one. Can I do a hear ye, hear ye very quickly? You said it's the same thing as- Wait, hold on. I got to set this up correctly. Absolutely. I'm not doing it right. Hear ye, hear ye. I feel like you gave yours a little bit more juice than you gave mine. As you said, it really hurts, right? Like you said, blow, you know, blowing your nose or yawning, all of these things are, you know, things that just happen. How about this? From now on, much like farting, much like peeing, much like pooping has all been relegated to the bathroom, hopefully. Blowing your nose from here mm. forth to with. I agree. Will now be relegated to the bathroom. Mm. It is a discharging of bodily fluids into a receptacle. It's true. It is now no longer allowed at the dinner table. And for you motherfuckers that are doing it in the linens of a nice restaurant, I, I, we're, we're going to chop your dick off because I've, that is unacceptable. Okay. I've never seen that in my life. And Dude, I was in the restaurant industry all, for 15 years. Tyler. Second of all. All the time. Dick chopping is a weird place to go initially. That's where I start. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just worried that your first punishment of decree on the show is dick chopping. It just stands to reason. You, you steal something, we chop off your hands. You blow your nose at the dinner table, we chop off your dick. <laughs> I figured you would. Anyway. Nonetheless. Yes. We've cut off your nose to spite your face. <laughs> From now on, no more of whatever it is I said. Tyler. Yes. Great job, man. Yeah, man. You really too. Really great job. This we did fun. it again this week. It's all finished. It's all wrapped up. And uh, tell the people how they can reach out and unwrap it. Podcast at those guys you hate.com. Write us or Is it podcast at those guys you hate.com or to write us an email. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, or just go to those guys you hate.com for easier. our website. Sure. Very yeah. good, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great job. I'm happy with what you've done here today. What's the moral of the story? This moral of the story, Ryan, is we live in tough times. Everybody seems to be so aggravated and agitated and angry at each other. I know I am. Let us celebrate welcoming others from different cultures. People of Ireland, thank God you're white. Salancha. We welcome you. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> There's no black Irish? I think there might be. I'm not sure. Uh, it's like seeing a, a black person in Japan. It stands out. Sure. But- Yes, in all seriousness. Or my high school. In all seriousness, just, yeah, sure. There's it, three of them. Just Tyler. know that. And which I loved. I, I was very accepting, by the way. I didn't like the way I said that. I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> I said three of them, which is not the right way to, to say it. I, I I wanted more black people. Three of those. Yeah, and it's easy to get, it's easy to forget that most people, while they may be of different cultures and maybe of different thought processes and just different ways of thinking, sure. most people just want to live their fucking lives in peace. They're not out to get you. They're not out to rape you and murder your families. They just want to live their lives. And most people are good, decent people. I agree. That's it. That's my moral of the story. I don't, like it. Don't approach everybody with, with contempt and anger because they're just like you in the sense that they just they just want to go about their business. Well, you know, Tyler, we didn't do a depression index today uh, on accident. Yeah, we, it we, was accident. Just sloppily, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. One, I, maybe a little, I could sneak in a little... Uh, here, here well, throw it back to me and I'll just use it as my, uh, I'll just use it as my moral of the story. So he's not going to respond to mine and then he's going to include his on no, top I, of I, I, we'll, we'll continue and talking about yours and mine. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? None of your business, Tyler. Oh, uh, oh. flipped where, it on me. 
I think so often what we're running to, into in society, and we're just all worn down, and perhaps it's it's just a characteristic of being a human being, where we have this sense of paranoia, where we think that everybody's out to get us. I know me personally for, for I don't know, 39 years of my life, I have assumed that people have their worst intentions and not just trying to get me, but that people don't like me and that there's something about me that just turns people off or or they know who I really am. That there's kind something of thing. wrong with me. There's a paranoia yeah. deeply embedded in, I can only speak for myself here. I am now trying to install, I'm trying, that, that decision, I hate to use the word decision, but it is also true. That decision was made somewhere along the way. I have been trying to install a feeling of pronoia, Tyler. What is pronoia? Uh, the feeling that something good is going to happen at any time. The universe is conspiring for your good, and you can live in that way. And maybe you're going to be wrong, just the same way that you're going to be wrong if you think that everybody's against you. And there is, again, I hate to use the word decision. You and I have fought about this many times in our lives, not on the show. But I have made the decision for when I'm cognizant of it to say, hey, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe these people secretly like me. Maybe these people secretly are rooting for my success. And it has very much changed the way that I perceive and handle the world. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's beautiful. And I love that strategy. Although you're wrong, they're all conspiring against you. Did they, they say that? I knew it. You to fail. I knew it. When you go to an NFL game and they huddle up, they're fucking making fun of you. What are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, hey, Tom. Hey, Tom Brady. It's me. I can hear you. I, hear you. I know you're talking about and your me. perfect jawline. <laughs> but I think that, again, maybe something we could take away from the show is what if the universe is conspiring to see you do good? I think it comes down to being aware of that voice in your head because it can so often lead you down that path of negativity. Every time. Even if the universe is conspiring for you. It's easy to trick yourself into negativity. And in that way of the way that we started the show off was talking about narcissistic personalities where you think the world is out to get you and so you develop this suit of armor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perhaps you just start slowly changing that little voice. And we, you know, the Haitian army is all plotting your success. Yeah. You have to help us. Sure. <laughs> yes. So, very well said. Yes. Thank very you. well said. It's how we speak to ourselves in our brain. And as long as we tell ourselves, this is going to suck. You're going to be right every single time. And we're a community where we can all practice together. We are those guys you hate. Be kind. We'll kill you. Red circle. Chick, 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 chick. What's in that box right there, Tyler? I need to know. Just my monthly uh, shipment for testosterone. Ah, Tyler's because, because a, I need to be more of a man. Tyler's a T-girl now. <laughs> That's a big win. I was born a man. Testosterone is for men. <laughs> it's giving me more of what I already have. He's a T-day. No. Uh, good on you, Tyler. Yeah, I just drank for so much, for so long, so hard. And Testosterone? Produces, no, no, you shouldn't be drinking that. Uh, I drank alcohol for so long, so hard that it uh, really screwed with my estrogen testosterone balance because drinking alcohol produces estrogen. What?
I'm genuinely unfamiliar with this. Please yes, continue. This is the science they gave us when you and I both went in together to the doctor. Don't believe office. that, Tyler. Please okay. continue. Yeah. That guy so, lost me after he asked me if my son's mom was hot. Sure. That's, I mean, is she? We'll talk after the show, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but it's been a great it's been great for me. It's been really great. Well, just to close that little loop right there, Tyler and I went to go to a quote unquote doctor. And he checked us out for testosterone. I don't think he was a doctor, but the nurse that he had with him was definitely professional. Then why do you make me take my pants off, Tyler? Uh, that's a different thing. He reminded right. me of my orthodontist. But so while we were there, we were just talking about our history. And I discussed having my son, you know, many years ago. And I was telling him about his mother. And he just stared there as if it were the most obvious thing in the world. When I stopped talking, he was like, well, is she hot or what's the deal? Yeah, I don't think you ever answered him. I lost respect for him there. I truly did. It made me feel bad for him. That's fair. How are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm good, buddy. I'm actually doing really, really well. How in, are you? In in terms of? In general, I'm just doing really well. Okay, really great. Yeah. Tyler and I just came back from a trip. Tyler and I went on a trip. A vacation. We were on vacation with, vacay. The, with the Menendez family. It was a good time. It was a really good time. Nobody caught any shotgun blast to the face, which is... Unfortunate. Why would somebody catch a shotgun blast to the face? Is just that something? How, just how the Menendez family rolls, player. Is that something that you're constantly worried about? Like me when I was a child, always worried about quicksand everywhere? Metaphorically, I am worried about shotgun blasts to the face. Metaphorically, okay. You know what I'm saying? You can lure me in. Look at me. Uh, he, he just seductively winked at me. I don't know what it means. Anything worth talking about from that trip, Tyler? Anything, uh, anything of note? Not really. It was a... It was a small trip compared to where we normally, the trips that we normally take. So the culture was still within our culture for the sure, most part. That's true. Instead of going- It was in the same state that we're normally in. Exactly. So. But the thing is going out of Miami, even like a few minutes out of Miami, and it's a totally different culture. However, we were still within the bounds of what we find normal. How, um, As opposed to like some other vacations that we've taken where we go to the islands or you know, Europe, whatever it is, it's a bit different. Sure. It's, it's different. a, it's a culture shift. A lot more opportunities for wacky things to happen. Absolutely. And we're getting older and we didn't have the whole group with us. So it didn't get super crazy, but you know what I thought was interesting. And later on in the show, I'm going to do our segment. Welcome to Miami, where we describe how Miami is. It's not just the way it appears on TV and in movies. It's much, much worse. Yeah. I like welcome to Miami. However, the way that you sell it ahead of time it always sounds like, hey, it could be good, could be bad. It's always bad. It's a despicable culture. It is Tyler. always bad. I'm glad that you brought that to the <laughs> it's, forefront. It's always a negative thing. It's the Cubans. <laughs> you just, you, you can't do anything with them. Because I just look at them and appreciate it. They're great swimmers. Is that true? Well, they is have that to true? be. And that's like a reverse, uh, you know, black stereotype, Tyler. Well, it doesn't have to be a reverse black stereotype. <laughs> it's like saying Asians are good at math. It's a stereotype, but a, it's, a, it's a compliment. That's a reverse Cuban stereotype. They're dumb, Tyler. No, we're Cuban. We're Cuban. Gee, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, Cubans would get upset if you heard that. We're vaguely dumb. Thank God they don't speak the same language <laughs> as us. Or listen to this bullshit. <laughs> um, one thing that I recognized in my girlfriend who was born in Venezuela and went with us, she's like, why is everybody saying hello to us? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's just how people are. That's sure. how regular human people humans are uh regular americans in this situation because there are plenty of places in the world that do not say hi to each other constantly or wave at each other what do you think that is 
I, I know when you talk about the Eastern European countries, they're known for being very cold to each other. Haitians don't seem to enjoy each other's presence at all, but that's just from the outside looking in. <laughs> I was going to say, is that, I don't speak Haitian. Is that true? I don't uh, know. Yeah. I mean, there's certain places where it's all about community. Cubans are one of them. They just say sure. hi to each other constantly. And Cosmetic relationship style. That's not necessarily. <laughs> Why am true? I burning people down that's on so every? Weird, what you're doing? There's a circumference of 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 cultures around us, and I just have a flamethrower and I'm doing circles. <laughs> it's very strange. If you're if you're too nice to each other, I kill you. If you're not nice enough, I kill you. It's like going to drinking around the world and you just set the building on fire. You know what it is, Tyler? It's just that I think that everybody's depressed. So I'm in. I'm just you're depressed. <laughs> everybody, look under your chair. It's a mirror. The person in there is depressed. If you everywhere you look is depressed. Maybe it's time nope, to look nope. in a mirror. <laughs> this is the only place that projection isn't happening. No, but but where you see the flaws, I guess, in cultures, and I'm saying it to be, to yeah. joke around or whatever. Flaws might be a too strong of a word, but I mean, just people, there are certain cultures like Ru the Russian culture, the German culture, they're very stoic. Sure. They, they don't smile as freely. That doesn't make them bad. Although you guys could stand to loosen up just a little bit. I, I associate that with not being close. Is that unfair? I don't know. I, I don't want to initially write that off, but I am scared to take your side. No. <laughs> I like what you're saying, but I would appreciate it if you would stand over there. Just in case something falls down, I don't want to be near you. I understand. I understand. Uh, I What I would just say is, and I guess it's you use you, the way that you grew up and your understanding of culture, and you assign that to other cultures that aren't the same. Perhaps they're just as close in Germany as they are in Cuba, but damn, it doesn't feel that way. No, and in their own way. What's cl what's close to them, it might not be close here, so it's really hard to compare and quantify between- Okay, I won't shiv you today, okay? Oh, I love you I too! Today, I said, don't ever say that to me. All right, fine, let's hang out later. You're ruining the flow. <laughs> no, but it's just for me personally, and I understand that a lot of people say, hey, all the benign hellos and the unnecessary thank yous, it's, it, it's just that. It's not necessary. Mm -hmm. To me, it just makes for a more pleasant experience. Even if it's fake, even if you're saying it and you don't truly feel that way, it just makes for a nicer little stroll down the street. Yeah, and why do things need to be necessary? Me eating a scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream ah. is very unnecessary given what? how much I love it and how, much, and how much I want it. Winter's coming. But just because it's unnecessary doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Well, I'm just saying other cultures. I'm talking about one- No, that's what I'm saying. Specific German. <laughs> don't do if you look at the, us and say, wow, it's so unnecessary to be that nice, might be unnecessary, but as you said, it just makes life better. It makes it easier. Well, for us, for us, and in my experience, we walked to the beach, which was incredible. I'm talking about talcum powder sand. Mm, uh, that is nice. I said hello to over 10 people on the way. Did they say hi to you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, did they say hi to you and you were in turn forced to say hi to no, them? No, both. I, you know, ah. I'm very much like that even down here and people look at me crazy. I say hello to everybody. Sure. I'm one of those people. Yeah, knock but, it off. You're giving us a bad rep around the neighborhood. Of course, and that's what I'm here for. Well, and that was like, reminds me of the first time I went up to Fort Myers, which is like a two hour drive from Miami. But it's not Miami. And not at all. It's what we're describing. I went up there and as we're driving through, I was staying with a friend through my friend's neighborhood and there was a guy washing his car, turned around because he had his back to us and waved at us. And I'm yeah. sitting in the back seat. I'm like, are we being led into a trap? Sure. Is there somebody waiting at the end of the street sure. to shiv us and steal our car? This is where you get the free candy, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, was, it's very, uh, it can be very off-putting if you're not used to it. Uh, yeah. And if you sink into it and you just let yourself be part of it, uh, it feels great. Much like dancing at a wedding, Tyler. <laughs>
Um, sure. All right. Are you done with the real talk? Are you ready to go into shtick? Sure, buddy. Let's right, do I'm it. I'm going to put some shtick in your mouth. Darling. All right. All right. Here's some Ryan Menendez for you. Okay. If I'm going to drink, and I am, Tyler, mm-hmm. give me something that tastes bad, damn it. Can I, do you agree with me? Enough of this raspberry vodka. Enough of making it accessible to all you little putas out there. <laughs> give me something that tastes like shit. Now do, that's do you his, agree with me? That's his Cuban culture right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Puta. Yeah, all you little putas <laughs> um, around the globe. No, I don't agree with you. I love me a good white claw. I like how simple ah, and easy to drink. Ah, and I just love how many of them I can down without feeling like I've just eaten a big turkey dinner. Thanks, beer. Or getting shit faced, taking my pants off and then pooping on the table. Thank you tequila you're welcome uh i i believe that this vacation right here was my final hurrah with beer i think that i just really did not enjoy it at all Mm. and i think i'm crossing it off it begins to hurt after a while and it's just even to get to the amount of drunkness where you can actually give people what you really think without having remorse at that moment which is where i'm shooting for who's drinking just to get buzzed i want to drink to where i have to apologize responsible people ryan and how's that going Great from Isn't the it? looks of it. it looks they nice. don't have to wake up and be scared to nice. look through their text messages to see who they text. I just start at A in my Rolodex and work my way down apologizing. Sure. I just hit send all to with a sorry attached to get it. Get me out of that group text, by the way. And also, by the time I get to T, I'm like, what am I doing with Rolodex? This doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's fine. If I'm going to drink, give me something that tastes bad, damn it. Make people have to earn it. You know what I mean? Give me three fingers of gin out of a dirty glass. You hate gin. I do. <laughs> I hate it. Why are you clamoring for Liquid it? Liquid Christmas trees. You're doing the same thing as saying, oh, oh, give me a give me a hot cup of black joe. Give me a give me a cup of black ground coffee where you can taste the, the dirt in it. Fuck off. It literally tastes like ground. Give me a French vanilla frappe where I can just dip the whipped cream right on the tip of my nose because everybody knows that's adorable. That's an insult (laughs) to coffee. Just don't make me do it. You're doing the same thing now. Don't make me do back in my day, bro. Don't make me do it. (laughs) It's not our thing. But I'm just saying everybody running around with the raspberry vodka, you know. Let them do their thing. Fuck them. Jesus. You're right, too far. That was too far. And finally. But, But why? Why are you against flavored alcohol? I'm just doing a thing for the show. Okay, I told okay. you we were going into shtick. I was hoping you'd elaborate a little bit. And on it. and this is something that I genuinely mean. I really think that you could tell so much about people by what they drink because no matter what you drink, even if it is, uh, you know, some sort of a flavored vodka, it still tastes like shit the first time you drink it. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, made up stat. Sure, you're you're choosing that drink because it portrays what you want to portray. As if you could buy any car that you want, you're choosing what fits your inner monologue. Well, and it also, it's also about, and I know this sounds silly, but the way it makes you feel, even though it tastes like shit, you assign that particular feeling with the moment you sip it. You're like, oh, I like this. I'm a lady. I'm drinking a Cosmo. I'm a Miranda. Do you know Miranda? Isn't that from Sex and the City? That's right, you bitch. <laughs> Sorry, they're all, they all call each other bitches, right. I think. I, I can already tell this is going to be a fun show. It's going to be a weird have a conversation with you, and you just scream out Miranda and call me a bitch. I, those, that's my Miranda rights, Tyler. Mm. That was pretty good. Here's my final one. I'm back. I knew I was going to get back. <laughs> and this one I think you're going to agree with. Okay. Or not. I have no idea. Sure. Have you ever been washing your hair? Okay. No. Okay. Well, we've reached an impasse. (laughs) Have you ever been washing your hair? And then all of a sudden, maybe you think that there's somebody in the bathroom. There's all of a sudden some flash of fear that runs through you. And you think, I've got to open my eyes right now. Like, I just have to. Like, to save my life, 
Maybe I'm going to sting my eyes. I just may be fist fighting somebody here. I need to open my eyes. Re- repercussions be damned. Yeah, I, I certainly understand what you mean. Now, the question is, have you ever given in to that feeling? Every open- single time. That's not true. Every time. That can't be true. I'm willing for my <laughs> eyes to sting to save my life, Tyler. It's, a, it's the scale of justice. How loud is the noise that you're hearing? No noise. You- so it's just your imagination. I I have, and I always have, I, I have such a an extreme imagination and it always feels so real to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been right yet, but I assume that <laughs> the law of average sooner or later, I, I hope there's going to be a killer in my bathroom. Otherwise I'm just, well, I'm wasting my life. Tyler. When, when that day comes, you are going to scream out vindication. Tyler, it's happening. It's really happening. Also, please call 911. <laughs> All my dreams are coming true. Help me. See, you know what you need to do in that situation? You need to just keep pumping shampoo onto you, lather yourself <laughs> up completely. So then you're like a greased up pig. Sure. When they come into the shower, sure. they can't even hold on to you in any I way. like that. Not yeah. just my hair, just let it go all the way down. That's right. Except for in my pee hole, because we all know what happens then. What? You don't know what happens when you get shampoo in your pee hole? I've, I don't get shampoo in my pee hole. Wait a minute. This is a real conversation. You don't know what happens when you get shampoo in your pee hole? Sound, Were you ever six? Sounds like it stings. When you try to pee later. Sure. That's why you have to use conditioner. You don't, you're genuinely unfamiliar with this? I've never used a shampoo Every to, little kid to whack it. <laughs> whack and hut. <laughs> Every little kid has experimented with the... Uh, Shampoo and the conditioner. Gotta go condition. My brain is just, if I have ever experienced it, my brain is deemed that information unnecessary. And sent it wow. to, to the filing cabinet way in the back. Wow. Well, what an incredible life Tyler Menendez lives. I do lead a blessed life let's now go, that you let's, pointed it out. Let's go on to the show because obviously we've lost our way here. But I will say, I can, shampoo, just a little drop makes my, 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 Again, we always get back to my penis. Mm-hmm. This is how you want to lead Mount into the Vesuvius, episode. Mount Vesuvius, <laughs> Tyler. Mount Vesuvius. But I can take almost a, like a half a bottle of conditioner in there before there's anything. <laughs> can we please do the show? <laughs> my apologies to all. <laughs> 